This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of atypical mycobacterium infections from the hand section on orthobullets.com. Let's start this episode with a quick summary. Atypical mycobacterial infections of the hand are rare hand infections that are most commonly caused by mycobacterium marinum. Diagnosis is made by clinical examination with presence of papules, ulcers, and nodules, and it's also confirmed with cultures, specifically Lowenstein-Jensen culture agar. Treatment of early disease is oral antibiotics with antimycobacterials. Now, let's get into the episode. With respect to epidemiology, the incidence of atypical mycobacterium infections is rare, at 0.05 per 100,000 people annually. In terms of demographics, atypical mycobacterium infections are often found in marine workers. In terms of location, the hand and the wrist are involved in 50% of cases. Risk factors include an immunocompromised host. Moving on to etiology, in terms of pathophysiology, let's talk about incubation and organisms. In terms of incubation, the average incubation period is two weeks, but can be up to six months. The average time to diagnosis and appropriate treatment is more than a year. In terms of organisms, mycobacterium are widely encountered in the environment, but rarely cause human pathology. Mycobacterium marinum is the most common atypical mycobacterium infection, and is more common in stagnant fresh or salt water, including aquariums. Mycobacterium cansasi is found in the soil, Mycobacterium terrae is also found in the soil, and Mycobacterium avium intracellulare is most common in terminal AIDS patients, but can also occur in non-HIV patients. In terms of presentation, atypical mycobacterium infections can cause a cutaneous rash with discomfort. On physical exam, you may find papules, ulcers, and nodules, which are common, especially on the hands. Many times, these patients present with a single nodule that may ultimately spread to the lymph nodes. Keep in mind that this may be indistinguishable from tuberculous mycobacterial infection. In terms of studies, on histology, granulomas may or may not demonstrate acid-fast bacilli on AFB stain. Remember that cultures and sensitivities are key to the diagnosis. So in terms of cultures, a Lowenstein-Jensen culture auger is typically used, and keep in mind that mycobacterium marinum is incubated specifically at 30 to 32 degrees Celsius. Mycobacterium avium intracellulare is incubated at room temperature. The differential diagnosis for atypical mycobacterium infections includes herpetic whitlow, fungal infections, and psoriasis. The diagnosis of atypical mycobacterial infections is both clinical and culture-based. The diagnosis is made with careful history and physical examination and confirmed with a positive culture. Treatment of an atypical mycobacterium infection can be non-operative or operative. Non-operative management includes oral antibiotics, which is indicated if diagnosed at an early stage. Medications include ethambutol, tetracycline, trimethoprim sulfamethoxazole, clarithromycin, and azithromycin. You can add rifampin if osteomyelitis is present. Operative options include surgical debridement plus oral antibiotics in combination for three to six months. Indications for this include later stage disease, and be sure to use a combination of the antibiotics that we just mentioned. In terms of prognosis, let's talk about natural history as well as morbidity and mortality. So in terms of natural history of atypical mycobacterium infections, keep in mind that early presentation includes papules, nodules, and ulcers, and a late presentation may have progressed to tenosynovitis, septic arthritis, or osteomyelitis. In terms of morbidity and mortality, the mortality rate with presence of sepsis is 32%. That's all for this review about atypical mycobacterium infections. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets. 
the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow OrthoBullets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the OrthoBullets podcast.